did think that the anniversary was this week. <laughs> and when I found out that it wasn't, I said, I'm coming anyway. Go ahead and change my ticket. So I was, I was coming to Seattle. It's been a while since I've been here. And it is good to see everybody. I see a few new faces here that I didn't see before. Well, we bring greetings from Marin City, Sausalito, California, and want to thank you for allowing us to come. One of the times when I had come before, I preached a sermon on eagles from the text coming from Isaiah. Today I'm going to speak to you from what the Lord has placed on my heart coming from the book of Joshua. But before we get to the word of God, if you take about one minute to greet someone that you have not greeted today, about one minute, you would just take some time to stand up, go to somebody and just say hello to them. And then return to your seat if you would. Just say hello to someone. <laughs> you, you took your seat, but I, I am going to have you stand again. <laughs> We're going, to, we're going to have a word of prayer, so let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Today, God, we are grateful to be here in Seattle. We thank you for the privilege of being able to share the word of God. As we gather with the saints in this place, we thank you that we have a commonality in the Lord Jesus Christ. When we consider the church the church of God, when you consider what you have done and what you're doing, we're grateful that you have grafted us in into the vine. We thank you right now that you saved us, that you brought us to yourself, you delivered us. All of us have gone astray, but yet in your great mercy, in your great wisdom, in your great plan, you included us. Before we were even conceived in the womb and thought of God, you have already planned things out for us. Now we pray that we will walk in accordance to your glorious will. We'll live in victory over sin. We'll do everything to bring honor and glory to your matchless name. We worship you and we give you all the glory. Now bless the word of God. Bless the ears today. Give us a word to share. And pray that we will, Lord, be faithful to do everything that you've called us to do. Give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. I'm going to read selected passages, a few passages, in Joshua and Deuteronomy. So if you have your Bibles, it is also on the board. I'll be reading from the New International Version, the NIV. Joshua chapter 11, verse 15. Pastor Warren you to be in one place 48 plus years is a wonderful thing. I know that at times he must have thought of different times packing up, but the Lord's kept him right where he is to minister to the people of Christ. What a blessing for the longevity and the faithfulness in delivering the word of God. Back in the early days, we used to come up here. They used to come down there. We used to have this thing going back and forth in fellowship. <laughs> and I was here the year that Mount St. Helens blew. We were here in fellowship that year, driving through the ash. 
I don't know why people wanted to collect and put it in jars. Some people still have it, I think, <laughs> back in California. Any of y'all got still some of that mouse set? Um, St. Helen, that ash? No? Y'all didn't keep it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can find some and send y'all some. No. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 11 of Joshua, beginning and, and verse 15. Joshua 11, 15. As the Lord commanded his servant Moses, so Moses commanded Joshua, and Joshua did it. He left nothing undone of all that the Lord commanded him. Chapter 24, Joshua, verse 15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 18 and 19. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 18 and 19. Give them a little chance there to find it. There we are. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children. Talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. As a title for this message, I have given moving forward through obedience. Moving forward through obedience. You're not going to get out of this life without challenges to your faith. You're not going to be able to do it. You're not getting through this life without challenges to your faith. There has never been a people who have left the Lord and continue to prosper. There are people today who feel that they can live without God and make it in life okay. It has never been done. After the death of Moses, the Lord raised up Joshua to lead the people into the promised land. God's protection and provisions have always been tied to obedience. God's protection and provisions have always been tied to obedience to his word. When the Israelites were beginning their journey from Egypt, God gave them explicit instructions of what they needed to do in order to be successful as they navigated through the desert and headed towards the promised land. 
He gave them words that they needed in order to live and live in victory over sin. God has always been about giving his people his word so that they would know what to do in order to please him. He also would tell them what they needed to do in order to avoid the judgment of God. The book of Exodus, chapter 12, verses 26. God told them to tell your children when they ask you, when it even comes to the Passover, when they question, what's the meaning of this? He said, tell them how I brought you out of on eagle's wings, how I delivered you, how I passed over you in Egypt. When your children ask you, be sure to tell them so that when they grow up, they'll know the God that I am. Today, there are too many people not teaching their children and not taking them to church. And so we have a culture today that's been raised without knowing God. We are expecting them to make right decisions. You see, when I was growing up, it was important. I don't care whether I wanted to go to church or not. My parents said, you are going to church. Didn't care how tired I was. Didn't care what my feelings were. Boy, get up out that bed. Get yourself ready. Was no... No discussion about going to church. Was no discussion about going to school. If I'm time for school, how is it that parents today give their children the privilege of deciding whether they're going to go to church or not, but then will be on their case if they don't go to school? The culture in which we live today have placed so much in children's hands to where children are telling their parents what to do. God said, "You tell the children." Teach them my word. Place my words in their mouth. And when they ask you, you be sure to tell them who I am. So that they will never forget. God means what he says. Remembering what God has done and obeying him has always been a winning combination. You never find disobedience to God and winning on the same page. You might think you're in, but you get way down the road, you'll find, how in the world did I get here? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Story my dad tells when he was a young boy, he was told, now don't go down to the lake. You be sure to come home. He thought that, well, I can go down to the lake. They, they, I can get home before they would know anything. I'll just stop on by the lake. So there he is, out on the inner tube. Paddling around, can't swim. And one of the boys from shore decided, I'll have some fun. And swam out there and turned the, tube, the inner tube over. And there he is out in the middle. And then the boy swam on back to shore. And there my dad is out in the middle of the lake, going up and down. And the boy didn't realize he's in trouble. Go back out and ran to get him. My dad said, you know what? He didn't have to worry about me grabbing on him. I latched on him and I was not going to let go. He said, if that boy couldn't swim, we both would have drowned that day. Well, I tell you what, when he got to shore, he remembered what his parents said. Got his clothes on and ran home. 
You see, there's things that God does in his word to protect us from dangers that we cannot see. He gives us parents, he gives us guardians, he gives us grandparents, people to put into our lives to try to navigate and help us to watch the decisions that we make. That's what God did all throughout history for his children. The children of Israel, trying to help them. And those people constantly complain, how come you brought us out here? How come we couldn't stay in Egypt where they had garlics and turnips and onions and all those things? And yet they have been complaining. Get us out of this. You see, when we begin to not remember what God has done, we'll begin to long for the things that have kept us in trouble in the past. God was taking his people through. One of the things I love about what Moses did, the Bible says that he heard from the Lord and then he taught Joshua. And the Bible says that everything that Moses told him to do, the Bible says he did it. He did it. Point number one, if you're writing the points down, we're going to cover two points. We're going to cover many things in the points, but two points. The first point we want to look at today is doing things just like God says. Doing things just like God says. We're going to read that verse again, 15. As the Lord commanded his servant Moses... So Moses commanded Joshua, and Joshua did it. He left nothing undone of all that the Lord commanded him. Our world today loves the latest fads. When you look carefully at the word of God, there were warnings given about taking on the customs of the nations to which Israel was heading. You see, when you begin to move in life, you're going to recognize and know that there are going to be situations that you're going to be coming into. And you've got to remember that God is never to be left on the backboard burner. He's never to be left to the side. And so it is important to know that even when you go in, there are going to be new things that you're going to be exposed to. And too many people today love the, la- the latest fad. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but, but when you are trying to keep up with the latest fads and then you're not keeping up the word of God, that's the wrong place to be. Mm-hmm. Trying to blend in and to be a part of everything other nations were doing was a challenge for God's people. They were always looking over the fence to see what the Amorites and the Canaanites were doing. And they were looking to see what kind of worship they were doing, having. And they were saying, we don't want to be just like a different people. We want to be like other nations. They even complained that they wanted a king one day. We want to be like other people. God said you are a peculiar people. You, you are a holy people. You are a people unto myself. Why do you want to be just like everybody else? Now, now, let me say this. Now, we can be weird sometimes. Some Christians can be strange, strange, strange. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something by something. I, I do something. Oh, no, I'm, I, I don't... I, you couldn't, I don't know that person. No. <laughs> we can do some strange things. We're, we're not to do things so strange and so weird that it causes so much attention to us. Like, what are they doing? But, but it, it, it should cause people to say, what is it about them that makes them go on even through the difficulties of life? How do they keep their joy? How do they keep their peace? How can they clap their hands and worship when I know the enemy is, is working on them? God says you're not just like anybody else. 
You're to be my people. You are to obey me. Moses had a great responsibility. And he was dedicated and had great zeal for God's honor and reputation. One of the things I want you to notice is something about Moses in particular. Moses was a man that when he finally accepted the call that God placed on his life, even though he tried for a long time to get away, when he had finally accepted that call and then went to Egypt, and even when the Lord didn't deliver right away, and, and even when Pharaoh began to place even more restrictions and barriers on the people, Moses, when he went to God, said, God, you brought me here, you told me to deliver the people, and, and you haven't done it yet. Then the Lord said, now you're going to see what I'm going to do. And you'll see there's a transition that happened in the life of Moses around that time that he began to trust the Lord in such a marvelous way to where the Bible even calls Moses the the most humble man in the land. He trusted the Lord. He was faithful that when God began to move, Moses wasn't questioning God anymore. That part where he tried to get out, no, Moses served God. And one of the things that's really interesting is that Moses was very zealous for God's name, his character. When a person was going to do something against God that they were going to disobey, Moses took a hard stand. Even though when people talked about him, he might let that go. But when it came to the zeal of the Lord, Moses was very, very forceful. He was very, very forceful when it came to honoring the Lord and honoring his word. Moses was a man of character. Man that loved God, and he took the word and passed it on. He took the word and made sure that the people would live by the word of God. It is interesting to note that in obeying God, Moses passed on what he had to Joshua. And the Bible says that Joshua did it. Whenever you do what God says, you can expect sooner or later, later to run into opposition. You, you cannot just expect to go through this life without trials. But, but one of the things that we've got to remember is that when God places a trial in your life, it is always to see What's in you? See, God doesn't take you through something in order for you, for, for God to see who he is. And to see, God knows who he is. It's to determine what's in you. Even in the Garden of Eden, when he says, Adam and Eve, where are you? Adam, where are you? God wasn't asking a question because he didn't know where they were. Look how far you have fallen from me. Adam, where are you? Where's the relationship that we've had before? What's happened here? Where's the breach? There's a separation. And any time there's a separation, it's not because God has moved. It's because we have moved away from God. When we look at what the Lord was doing with his people, delivering them, he took them through the desert to try them and to test them to see what was there. So they could see what's really there. God allows some things in our lives to test us. To drive out those things that places a barrier between him and us. So when you're complaining, why I gotta go through all this? 
I've been going through this. Why is the Lord allowing this into my life? Well, thank God he is, because maybe he can trust you with that. Says there's some work that I need to do in your life, and this is the way to get it done. God does not waste his trials on us. He's making us. He's preparing us. And all the things that they were going through the, through the desert, it was preparing them. Preparing them, preparing them as they were moving towards the promised land. So we find Joshua, commander of the army, leader, one who was serious about the Lord, Moses pouring into his life, and the Bible says he did it. I'm going to do what the Lord says. One success in this race is not on how many followers you have, but how faithful you are to carrying out the decrees of God. God looks at faith. And if you look at the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah didn't even have converts. He preached. What he preached, he preached. And yet he's considered one of the most faithful prophets of God. One of the, the most faithful and successful. Why? Because he obeyed God. Do you not know that your success comes because you are obeying God? Joshua did not leave anything undone that God had commanded Moses. Now, why is this important? You see, some tests in life are in, are in what you conquer. It is not in what you conquer, but how well you follow the instructions you have been given. Do you not know that there are some tests in life? It's not even in the test, but it is. Will you be faithful in obedience? Will you be faithful in obeying what God says? There are some times when a person takes a test for a job. And they say, I'm just going to rush through this application so I can get it in. But some jobs are looking at the application process itself. And that's used even as a screening tool to see if we're going to even take you to the next step. Sometimes we're trying to rush through things and God says, no, don't skip step number one. The first test is simply, will you trust me? Will you obey what I've told you to do? We're trying to run through tests of life that God has taken us through. And the reason that some of us cannot get to the end because we're trying to get through so fast that God has not even been able to orchestrate and work all the other things out that needs to happen. The reason why some of you have to be in trials and go through for a certain period because there's a timetable that God is working with. If you go through too quickly, you're not going to be ready for whatever it is that he has on the other end. There are times when God says, the people of Israel, they're not ready for war. i got to prepare them. they got to go this way so I can work with them so that when they get here, they'll know how to trust me and then they'll be prepared for battle. So there are times when God takes you through and sometimes you think you're almost to the goal and then there's a detour. I, I, I see the I see the end right there. Why do we got to go this way? Because there's dangers and there's things that you haven't yet met. You got to go this way in order to get there. That's, you're not ready for that yet. You're not ready yet. You're not ready right now. You see, trusting God is always, can be, I should say, a challenge. Why? Because when you look at faith, when you look at trusting God, he doesn't give you everything that you need right then so you can see where you're going. 
If so, why would you need to trust God if you saw all the points and everything that you needed to get there? I don't need God. I can see just right where I'm going. No. They're detours. And the Lord led Israel see detours. And Joshua and Caleb are right there going through those detours. But they were obedient to God. So God is looking for there to be obedience to him. There are some people who believe that there are some things that are beneath them to do. But your obedience now can help prepare you for the challenges that will come later. <laughs> don't, don't, there's, there's nothing that should be beneath you to do. If God says to do it, that should be it. Lord, whatever you say, that's what I'm going to do. Why do I have to do that? I, I've done that already. I'm beyond that now. No, not if God says that's just what you need to do. Since when does obeying God becomes old business? Obeying God is always an up-to-date activity. Something that we should always be reminded that God honors. God honors obedience. Joshua had a zeal for God that led him to carry out everything that God said. Israel's future rested on the obedience of its leaders. Their future rested on how well they obeyed what God said for them to do. Point two. And I've already made this and said it. Your success is in your obedience. In Joshua chapter 24, this verse 15, if you will note carefully, Joshua has been the one that is leading the children in the battles as they're conquering the land of Canaan. And as Joshua has now come to the place of his life to where he's about to move on, and he has gone through the battles, and one of the things that was really interesting that God told Moses to do that he passed on, he said, when you prepare to enter the land, kill everything. Don't let anything live unless I say, People in the land, don't make any alliances with them. Don't, don't make any compacts with them. Destroy. Because why? They're going to be a snare to you. Their gods are going to be a snare to you if you allow, if you begin to partner with them and allow them to live. Destroy everything. When Joshua gets to 24, 15, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your father served beyond the river, that's Egypt, and even with Abraham. Abraham came from the land of the, of the Chaldees. He came from a pagan land. When God brought him through, he called him from his people. Choose this day. Joshua had evaluated everything that Moses taught, everything that God told him to do, he did it. And through all the wars, literally 31 nations and wars that he went through, conquered, and he did it God's way. There was one time in that, those wars when he was going towards the promised land where sin entered in. When Achan, when they were going, starting, in fact, starting the war, starting the battle with Jericho. And he says, the Bible says, there was something that he coveted. Robe, gold and silver. Put it in this tent. How did it come to light? Well, as they had destroyed Jericho, just like the Lord said, they went to look over at Ai and, and, and said, 
Uh, go scout it out. And the word came back, oh, that's not too many people there. Just send about two or 3,000 of the, the soldiers. Just, we don't, don't bother the whole army. Just send them on in. We can clean this up and take care of it. And so go ahead, do that. So they went in, and the Bible says they were routed. And he fell before them on his face. Oh, God, what's happened, what's happened until the evening? God said, stand up. There's sin in the camp. There's sin in the camp. If you don't clean it up, I'm not going to drive the nations from you. The Bible says they called them clan by clan, family by family. Achan was chosen. And in, and in his zeal for God, he says, what have you done? He told him. And the Lord says, death. Now, you, you might want to be glad you weren't in the Old Testament. No, 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 no. I'm glad I wasn't. I've probably been going a long time ago. I know how I was growing up. I wasn't that bad, but I, I wouldn't probably be here today if I had to live in the Old Testament. <laughs> Achan lost his life. And in honor for God, God then says, Now, I want you to do this. Take the entire army. Everybody. You see, there are times when we look at situations and we evaluate and we say, oh, we can do it this way, but we haven't consulted God. And the Lord told him, now, I want you to do it this way, and this is how you to do it. And when you look throughout all those wars, you will find that, that Joshua was successful, even though at times multitudes of kings would come against him. And the land was covered with the enemy. God says, don't fear. I've already given you the battle. <laughs> I've already worked it out. Why? Because I'm the one that's going before. I'm going to drive them out. I'm going to give you victory. And if we begin to recognize and realize that our victory is in our obedience to God, we'll then God will make, a, we'll make such dramatic changes and improvements. You see, there are some people today that's on the fence. Do I really want to obey God? Do I not want to obey God? And this is too hard. It is your obedience to the Lord that propels you forward and that gives you success. Today, people are evaluating what they want to do. But it was Joshua. And then he gets, after the wars, he comes, he says, and as he recounts the history, Moses did the same thing. When he came towards the end, he went back and he listed all the things that God did. How God brought him through. And then gave him a challenge. to obey the Lord. Follow him. And then Joshua looking at what God has done and all that God has blessed him with. And he recounted the history and says, as for me and my household, you choose who you're going to serve. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. <laughs> Joshua knew in whom his victory and help was. It was the refusal of Joshua to compromise with sin that gave him success. As he lays out how good God has been and the blessings and victories that have been achieved, he makes the statement that from all that the people have seen, they need to choose which God they're going to serve. Now you need to remember, 
where you have come from and how you have gotten to where you are. Anytime we think that we have uh, made it through this difficult life on our own, then our success is going to be thwarted. Joshua was careful to instruct his people and his family. And he laid this out before them. This is what you need to do. And the Bible says, even when you look at the book of Judges, chapter 2, around verses 6 and 7, you will find that when Joshua was living and all the elders that were with him, the Bible says the people followed the Lord with all of the people, with the elders that were with him. The people followed. But you know, when there's transition, there tends to be a falling off. Do we want to do this? When you look at Deuteronomy, the second law, Deuteronomy is the law given to the children that's about to enter the promised land. And the Lord says to those in that, he says, tie my word on your wrists. Put them on your forehead. Phylacteries, phylacteries. There were certain verses that that came from the law that they were put in these boxes and they would tie them on their forehead and they would tie them on their wrists. And these boxes were used and they had verses in them. Many of them had been memorized. And so they tied these phylacteries around and so when it says tie them, it was a practice that the religious leaders did in the New Testament. The show that many of them, I'm just that, I'm that important, uh, I have the word of God, I'm a high priest, I'm a, whatever. They tie these things more so for show, many of them. But they have scriptures there. But the Lord is telling them, I want you to tie these on you. Make them such a part of your life that you never forget. What's the purpose? What's the purpose? In order to be successful in this life, God has to be the lead and the guide. He has to be the one giving guidance and direction. There's never been a people that have, that have lost when they followed God wholeheartedly. I don't care what trials you might go through when Jesus has been the one you've been following. So I'm going to do it just like the Lord says. There's been success. As we bring this to a, conclu- a conclusion, there's always a challenge. There's always a challenge when our feelings get ahead of our faith. We will put our feelings out there and see how the wind blows it, and we will make our decisions based on how we feel. Your feelings are fickle. They don't always tell you the truth. And if you're living life based on how the wind blows and how you feel, you you, you got to be careful. Because there may be one day you feel a certain way and the next day you don't. And if you're living your life based on how you feel, I'm going this way, oh, I've got to go this way right now, Phil. Whoa, I'm going this Be careful. Ah, oh, but if you say, I don't see all that God is doing, but all I know is that he told me to keep going. That, that's what I know. I know I don't feel it right now. I, I can't see it all right now, but I know what God said to do. That's what I'm going to do. 
And through the trials and through whatever I'm going through, through the battles of life, I'm going to shout right now. Because God said he's going to bring me through victoriously. You see, that's where our blessing comes. We need to give God praise in the midst of. There's some people that I know back home. They want to wait until they got all the way through. Says, oh, I knew God would do it. <laughs> and complained all the way through. Rather than saying, God, would you give me what I need? I told one young lady not long ago, I said, he was praying for patience. And I, and I said to her, in the congregation, I said it out public, I said, you're praying for patience. Yeah? Well, I think God is giving you patience right now. Because he's taking you through. The way you get patience is by going through. She was going through some things. And was asking God for it. Well, God has given you patience. Because you're going through some difficulties right now. You don't get patience by just being just dropped on you. You've got to go through things. How do you learn to trust God? By going through and seeing how he brings you through. Oh, look at what God has done. Oh, he did it again. And the Lord says, I tell your children all these things and so they can grow up. As I started, I told you about when, when children are making decisions today about going to church. Parents allowing them, no, no, no. You see, when children run into difficulties later in life, you know what many times they can do? They can look back. I remember my mom and dad praying. I re- remember that they told me about. Even when they run into problems, you know what? They will oftentimes return and go back to a starting point of what they were taught. They'll, they'll seek the counsel. But if children never have that, if they're growing up never, they have nothing to fall back on. That's why you need to place it in them when they're young. They're living in your house? Oh yeah, we're going to church. You're going to some church. Yeah, I, I, I told my kids, no, no, no. I'm kid 23, 21st, but no, we go to church. <laughs> that was our rule. You got to go to church. Joshua says, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You want success? It's through the obedience of God's word. You, you want to enter the promised land? There's fighting that has to happen. There's warfare. But God's fighting the battle. How? Through obedience. Through his word. I was glad to hear about the prayer, inviting people out. You know, prayer is so important. The weapon, the weapon, the, the weapon of, of prayer. I would hate to see armies going to battle and leaving their guns and all their ammunition at home. They, people are into warfare. Oh, I don't need to pray, I just need to go. No, prayer. Thank God for prayer. Thank God for prayer. Prayer has brought many people through. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet, please. Prayer. Prayer. Trusting God. Obedience. Leaning on Him. Doing what He says. You want to move forward in life? It's tied to obedience. There are some of you today who may be wavering and have wavered in your faith. There may be some of you who have 
been on the fence, even about some decisions you are being pressed with right now. I don't know what they are. But some of you are in a situation where you're about to make some decisions. Something that you're having to decide upon. Let me first give you this. Take it to the Lord in prayer first. Make sure you evaluate your life. Are you, are you in obedience to what the Lord says? See, the Lord has a way of settling us. Even when we're unsure, he can give us a peace right in the midst of the storm. So whatever you're deciding, don't move until you take it to the Lord. Your obedience, your obedience is key in regards to God moving and answering prayer. What are you struggling with right now? What's, what's the decision you need to make? Joshua had a great job to do, and Moses instructed him, and the Lord said he did it. When the word of God comes throughout the year in this church, the laboring of the word, what are you doing with the word? Do you take it in and say, oh, how do I worship God better? How do I obey him better? How do I allow the word of God to speak in my life? When we talk about having ears to hear so that we will be Become better doers of the word of God. Is there anybody in this place today who's never said, God, I've always struggled about knowing you or making a decision for you. Is there anybody in this place today? I'm going to ask all eyes to be closed. And just right where you are, if there's a person who has never said in their hearts, Lord, I've never accepted you as my Savior. I've always thought about it, never got around to it. Is there a person today that would say, Lord, I don't even know what it all may mean, but I want to accept the Lord as my Savior and live in obedience to you. I'm just going to ask you to put your hand up and write back down. The person has never said yes to God. That's going to be the first record. That's going to be the first. Anyone who's never said yes. Then the second is this. If you have not taken the word of God and if you're not living in complete obedience and you know that you're not and you're saying, God, I, I keep having to say, forgive me. I, I keep having to say, Lord, I'm sorry. And, and, and I need to trust you. There a person right now that says, I need prayer in that area of my life to just live in obedience, complete obedience to the word of God. Would you put your hand up and back down? I see your hand. Then number three, for those of you who are struggling right now and have to make a decision, a major decision in life, and you're not quite sure, you can go on, you're not quite sure what to do. You know that the time is coming, and yet you're not quite sure how to respond. I want to pray for you as well. Is there anyone in that situation? Where you're facing a major decision. Put your hand up down and put it up and put it right back down. I see you. Lord, right where the people are. You know everything. You know the situation from the beginning to the end. You already see the outcome. Now there's the 
walking through whatever it is in the lives of the people. There is a walking through, which means that I'm going to have to trust God as I move forward. And today we pray that you will give wisdom, guidance, direction in the lives of the people that raise their hands. If they need to talk to an elder, a godly person that can give sound counsel, may they take that step and say, I'm going to do this and follow the leading of the Lord. We're praying for them right now, God. There are decisions that at times we are faced with that we hold to ourselves. But you know what they are. And today we are praying that it will be expressly tied to the obedience. And then, if any decision, Lord, is out of the plan of God because it's not being followed through obedience, then, Lord, make it clear. May the person say, I'm not going to move until the Lord says, this is what I am to do. If anyone that's walking right now and contrary to your will, facing a difficult decision, may they stop and say, I'm not moving forward. I've changed right now because I'm going to do it the way that God says to do it. Just like the Bible says Joshua did, he did everything according to the way the Lord said it needed to be done. So today we honor you and we bless you. We give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.